You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Transform the Podcast. I am here with Noelia Sanchez of Audio Storytellers, and I am so excited to introduce you to my very own podcast editor, Welcome, Noelia. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Asha. Me too. Me too. So we don't really have a plan or a script for today, which are some of my favorite episodes to record. We had talked about a few ideas, talking about you know the importance of podcasting. How do you start podcasting? When do you know it's the right tool? So I promise we will get to all of that. But can you introduce yourself to my audience real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So I um, run a company called Audio Storytellers. And we're a podcast production company. So we're full service in that we help people start and launch their shows and then also help them keep it running from um, doing all the audio editing and then also doing the show notes writing, creating graphics so that you can promote the show. Um, So I know we're going to get into all of the different components, but that's basically it. We help people run and launch their podcasts. Yes. And Noelia and her team are absolutely amazing. I mean, they have made podcasting for me so seamless. And one of the things that you said is that you want people to just be able to show up and talk and then every you handle the rest. And that is exactly what happens. I show up, I run my mouth and then it gets uploaded automatically and then you make magic happen. So I so appreciate you for doing that. So let's talk about like, how can people use podcasting as a tool? What is the purpose and how can we use it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think podcasts are a really great way to connect with your audience. Like I know that everyone knows like it's really important for us to put content out there and for us to be able to, you know, share our knowledge and our expertise with our audiences. And podcasting audio, the audio format in general is a really great way to do this because it gives us that extra connection in with folks. Like you all probably have experienced this when you listen to a podcast, you feel like you start to get to know the person personally. Like if you were to run into them on the street, you'd be like, hey, what's up? Like, you know them, even though, yeah, they have no idea who you are. (laughs) Right. That part. Yes. But it's this really intimate experience of having someone in your ear and listening to you. And as a business owner, it's uh, really important to build those relationships, build those connections with folks. And so audio, the audio format is a great, great way to do that. Yeah. So I always recommend it to folks, especially also if you're kind of the person that likes to talk, that likes to have conversations with people, it could become, you know, like a really easy way for you to get your knowledge out there. Sometimes writing, you know, takes too long or doesn't come naturally to folks or even being on video on camera sometimes feels like it could be a little bit of a heavy lift. And so audio just, gosh, it feels so much more comfortable. You just turn on the microphone, have a conversation, share your knowledge, and it just becomes so much easier for people to just execute and get things done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I think it's a great way to, to, to use your voice. I mean, I have written on this wall, maybe not this wall. Yes. I said, share your voice, you know, because you need to get your voice out there. And I think a lot of times getting started, especially as folks of color in some of these more predominantly white spaces, it's hard to feel confident in that way. But 
you know, being able to use a microphone where the stakes are pretty low, you can edit. If you don't like something that you've said, you know, you can control the narrative, you can control the story and the content. I think podcasting is a great way to do that. So now, how do you know that you're ready for a podcast? Like how, you know, how would someone assess that now is the right time to start? Yeah, yeah. So I think podcasts is is a really great, you know, mechanism for people to get their information out about the, what they do in their businesses. And the thing that I would say that it is a bit of an investment, right? Like you've got to in, in either invest your time or your money into the production element. And so if you um, want it to be, you know, not too, too expensive for you, right? Like if you don't have to put out a shell out a lot of money for production um, and work with outside production company, um, then you're going to spend a lot of time, you know, learning the skills to do the editing, to do the, you know, distribution, to create all the graphics and things that you need. So there's going to be a lot of energy that you'll have to do if you want to do it on your own. And so these are the things that I tell people to keep in mind. Like if you have the time and the desire to learn all the skills, then excellent. You you should totally take it on on your own. Um, but in terms of your business, you're going to want to make sure that you have an offer that is out there and that is converting and that you're confident in. Otherwise, the effort that you expend in getting the podcast going is going to start to feel like, oh, you know, what's, you know, what's the return I'm getting on this? Like, it's not really working. Um, and so it's, I usually tell folks, make sure you that you have a really, you know, strong offer that you're confident in that converts, because then this audio podcast this content that you're putting out there is going to attract people and it's going to draw people into that offer. And so then it's going to support what you're already doing, what's already working, and it's going to make that go so much faster. Um, so for folks who are just starting out, that you're just barely figuring out what your offer is, you're you know playing around with different ideas, different audiences, trying to figure out what works, getting that you know customer product fit, right? Then I'd say focus more on that. Focus on getting that clarity on that you have the right offer for the right customer before you dive into something like podcasting, only because it does require a lot of time and effort and cost if you end up outsourcing it. Right. Yeah, definitely. I like that. So some of the reasons why someone might start a podcast is to help share their offer, the thing that they're already doing that's already working, or to amplify their voice to get some credibility. How important is it, do you think, for us as people of color, entrepreneurs of color to really build that credibility using our own voices? Yes, absolutely. That's such a great question, because uh, there's there's a few different angles that you can look at podcasts for. There's, you know, what I was just kind of describing is the the use of a podcast to market something, right? So using it as marketing for your business. But there's also another side of podcasting that really is really valuable for a business owner, but also just in general for someone who wants to create more influence and impact in people's lives and in the world. Uh, so we work with a lot of nonprofit organizations, a lot of academics that are uh, really focused on that. They're focused on influence. They're focused on impact. And their desire to put their content and voice out there is more centered around that. And so um, when you create content and you put it out to the world, it has this exponential effect where people listen to it and people get to know you and people understand your ideas and can get drawn to those ideas. And people will see you as an influencer and not in the sense of like, oh, that person, you know, on Instagram influencer. It's more of, yeah, creating change and creating uh, new ideas and influencing decisions. Um, so as women of color, there's uh, this issue of 
gender bias. And we have to unfortunately deal with that when someone sees us or sees our names, uh, they instantly think certain things about us. And one of the ways that we can break through that, right, we can break through some of the bias lenses that people see us through is by putting some of our content out there for people to get to know us first before they see us or before they read our names or their or their bios or build ideas around who we are. And so podcasts are a great way to do that. We can um, put our content out there, put our ideas out there, and people will begin to know us and connect with us better. And when we finally get that one-to-one interaction with them, it's like instant connection, instant brains connecting and ideas generating. Because they know you already. Exactly. That's why I really like recommending folks to yeah do that. Build Um, your personal brand and use a podcast to do it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because now whenever I am reaching out to other organizations and say, hey, can we collaborate on the workshop? Now I'm putting links to my podcast and to my YouTube videos in the email to say, hey, this is what I can offer. But if you want to see me in action, if you want to hear some of the things that I have spoken about, go ahead and click here. And more often than not, they'll they'll at least click on the YouTube video. But I think a lot of them are also clicking on the podcast link and, and adding it to the podcast that they have in rotation already, even if they're not taking the time to listen to it right right there in that time. So it sounds like it's it's really important to set your own goals for your podcast because you know I, I follow some bit, we all probably follow some really big podcasters and they're like, you know, got ads coming from every which way and all these big collaborations. And it looks like they're making all this money. And that is one good way to measure success. But there are also a number of other ways that aren't going to necessarily lead to immediate an immediate return on the investment in your pocket, which I think are also valuable as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, I'm a big fan of like social science research, and I'm always sort of reading about that and human behavior, and um, especially when it comes around issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so there was a study that I, I found that was really interesting and it talked about how for women of color, we have to, it's, it's important for us to reduce the ambiguity around our skills and expertise, because by doing that, it allows us to then create more influence and impact over the other people. If we reduce that ambiguity, right? Like if someone is not curious or wondering like, hmm, does she know what she's talking about? Or because unfortunately, that's what happens, right? Like they see us, they see our names, and they start to question everything about us. We have to like that overprove ourselves about things. So the more we can reduce that ambiguity and using content, putting it out there allows us to do that. You're demonstrating your expertise. You're demonstrating everything you know. Yeah, that's like such a, I think like my brain just kind of exploded a little bit because of the the language and the, and the framing of that, right? Reduce the ambiguity. The other side of that framed in a positive is be clear about what you do and who you serve. Yep. And I feel like oftentimes for people, for women, for just anybody who's on in the, in the minority in whatever sense of it is, but especially women and especially women of color, we are taught not to take up too much space. We are taught not to brag, not to be too loud, right? To be humble, to let things come to us. But based on the social science study, and also, of course, what we know, like in marketing, is that you can't do all of those things. You have to reduce the ambiguity. You need to be clear about what it is and who you serve. And men seem to have a very easy time being direct. And I feel like women, a lot of times we want to be polite. And polite oftentimes lends to not being as direct because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or come across as, you know, stepping on a social 
norm in some kind of a way. Yes, so true. So true. And 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 it all sort of falls in line like what you were just sort of saying there too of like how do we then measure the success of a podcast when we're leveraging in in, in this way, right? We're we're hoping to improve our credibility, we're hoping to demonstrate our authority in a specific space. You know, how do we then go about measuring that? And you know, the 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 answer to that is there's many different ways to measure it, right? So uh, some of the folks that, you know, we talk to is, you know, their goal is to be able to have more influence and impact. And so that's measured through the invitations that they get to speak at conferences. It's measured through, you know, the media outreach that happens for them, right? Like as a result of being able to do things like you mentioned, that simple act of putting their podcast link in an email then can extend into so many other opportunities. And it just kind of grows from there, right? Like that's another important thing to understand is that there's this, you know, brand lift that happens and that happens for the individual, not only them, but also, well, not only the business, but also the individual themselves, right? So yeah, I'm sure you talk to your folks about, you know, exiting their businesses eventually, right? You know, you might sell your business, but your voice and your podcast, it's still a value to you no matter what you end up doing next. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And and it lasts until you take it off the internet, right? Or until you take it off the podcast players. I've been in a couple of different groups and one lady was saying that she, you know, she'll do podcasts for a period of time. I also want to talk about like how long you should do it, right? But she said she 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 had two kids pretty close together. Her husband was deployed and like things just got busy. So she stopped doing one of the podcasts and that's been about four or five years ago. And she said people are still finding those podcasts because she never took them down and they're still asking about offers in the there that she had made that were running, you know, four or five years ago, and now she's doing something completely different. So, you know, when we put stuff out there into this universe, it has a shelf life, it has longevity, you know, that it's it's not just when you're doing it and for the week after it lasts, can last for a while too. Yes, absolutely. That is something else too, that I think is another really great reason why you want to do something like, you know, an audio format, video, even, of course, blogs function in this way, is that it does have that ability to turn it on. Like if you create a great piece of content that is provides value, right, like really answers a question for somebody, people are going to be looking for the answer to that question for a long time, right? Like not just right now, but for years to come. People are going to still have that question and the potential of you being able to show up in their search results as a podcast episode, as a blog post, as a video piece of content is so like powerful, right? Like if you compare that to something like posting it on social media, like the feed goes so fast and it gets buried. And once it's gone, it's gone, right? But this is content that stays there that you can, like she mentioned, right? Like that's a very real strategy that some people take is to create a series on a specific topic area, answers a very specific question, a little series of maybe six episodes, release it. And it just stays there. It has beginning and end and it's valuable and evergreen and people will always find it. Yeah. So that was actually going to be one of my next questions was about this longevity thing, right? Because, you know, I'm, I remember before I had thought about doing a podcast. Well, this is my second podcast. First one, I, th- I was editing myself and putting everything up there. And I think I got through like six episodes and life got busy and I have tons of work, right? And then I, one of the things I was thinking about before I embarked on Transcend the Podcast was, okay, if I'm going to do it, am I going to be able to carve out enough time to be able to do it and to be consistent? And I hadn't thought about these like mini blocks of episodes, but there are different ways to show up. So can you talk about some of the different ways that people choose to do podcasting from mini series to, you know, videos to 
forever and ever and ever to are there other options that are out there as well? Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting and content creation in general is that there is no rules, right? Like there's no one that has to approve the way that we do things. This is this is the beauty of it. And also a little bit of the drawback, right? Because we have to make those decisions for ourselves on what makes sense. But I love it for that reason in that we can decide how we want to produce content so that it fits with our lives and our vision of what a sustainable business looks like. So with podcasts, what's kind of, you know, the most common way that you hear a podcast format is the weekly show where you have two people having a conversation, right? Like people are most familiar, I'd say, with that kind of a style. Then there's also sort of the narrative podcasts, right, that are like storytelling pieces like Serial or something like that, where they are covering a whole story. And, you know, you're listening to each episode because you want to hear what the next one is like, like very much like a TV show almost, right? And yeah, and so um, those are just a couple of the different formats. But there's also those little short miniseries that people do. And I see that quite popular, I would say, within kind of like the leadership space. Often there's folks that talk and do these little series like that. In the academic space, they do series. So they feel very um, kind of almost like little mini courses, right? Like you're learning on a very specific topic. The episodes are short, sweet. They all kind of build on each other. And um, but they're great for, I think, for a business owner to leverage that format. That's a great opportunity, I think, for people because it can be very specific to the the problem or issue you solve with your business, people will find it. And then if you have really well placed CTAs calls to action, you can move them into your sales funnel, right? Like have a natural next step for people off of any of these formats to be able to move them into your business. Definitely. And one of the things that I've noticed just observing about my own life, if I go for a walk, um, if I, mostly when I go for a walk, sometimes when I go to the gym, if I'm driving, I'm listening to a podcast. It might be some music, but more often than not, I'm, I'm, that's when I'm listening to a podcast. And so when people send me, there is a very specific type of person, I think, that looks at, at YouTube, at the videos, right? And a lot of people look at videos. I am not, I don't do it. And I have not paid for YouTube. So if I close or, you know, tell my screen to go off, YouTube stops playing. So for me, because of the way that my schedule moves, podcasts and the audio is so useful for me. So I think that's one way that you can reach people, especially with a mini series. I've seen people that will do maybe their webinar series, they record the audio and they just, they put it on a podcast series and that is able to tap into a different audience that may not have the time or may not want to sit down and watch the video, but still wants the content. Yep, definitely. Podcasting is probably one of the only ones that is truly multitasking, right? Because you can have your earbuds in and you could be, your hands are free, your feet are free. You can do whatever it is that you want. And a video, even though, you know, in theory, it can also be kind of multitasking. But the idea with the video is that you're really sitting down and watching it, right? Like your eyes should be busy. Um, So, you know, a well done video is going to capture your attention and you're going to want to watch it, right? So yeah, podcasting is great for that reason that it truly is multitasking. And if you really think about your audience, some audiences are better built for one type of content than another. But I would say that every every audience has opportunities within all the spaces. So eventually you want to get to the point where you're able to create in all these different formats or different mediums. But if you think about your audience and you think of them, like perhaps your audience is really made up of a lot of mothers, right? And mothers need to be multitasking. They're busy. They're doing a lot of things. And so if you know that about them, then create content in a way that's going to be helpful, right? Like, why are you going to make a bunch of videos with you just as a talking head making them watch you talk when you can just make it in audio format and they can go about their day doing their thing and still feel connected to you? Because listening is just as good. Listening is just as good. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It, it seems like, you know, they're like you said earlier, there aren't really any rules. There are some rules, but you also get to make up a lot of the rules that you want. And so being able to to look at podcasting or any audio, video, whatever marketing tool and, and thinking about how it's going to work best for you, I think is sounds like that's really the key, right? Deciding what it is that you want to do. Definitely. And, you know, you and I get the opportunity to talk about a lot of different like approaches and strategies to like how to create content. And, uh, you know, there's there's something that, you know, initially I think that happens at the very beginning. And, and I'm trying to remember, I, I don't think you ever had this, you know, mindset block, but some folks struggle at the very beginning when they're creating their shows of like, what do I have to contribute that's actually new and helpful, right? Like, what do I have to say? What, what do I bring to the conversation? And is anyone going to listen? Yeah. So, um, you know, I really think that it's a hurdle that we have to all get over, I think. Um, it's it's a piece of putting yourself out there and like really amplifying your own voice and being comfortable with that and getting over the self-conscious part of it. But it's so important because that's the beauty of this is that we all bring something to the table. Like we're all unique. We all have this unique perspective that is so valuable to the world. And right now, I think as women of color, we have a really unique perspective that is missing from many conversations. And this is our chance to sort of step up and step into it and really own that that individual experience and expertise, right? Like we might all have the same, uh, you know, there's other lawyers out there, there's other, you know, editors out there, but they didn't grow up, they didn't experience, they didn't do, they didn't. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast and thanks for letting me interrupt you for just a second. I want to tell you about my new quick, easy download for you called the Build Wealth Roadmap. Now, I've taken my years of experience as an attorney, as a business coach, and as an entrepreneur, and just my life experience in general, and broken down the steps that you need to take to actually use your business to build wealth. I want you to know where you're trying to go, and more importantly, how you are going to get there. So go ahead and go to transcendthemembership.com slash roadmap and download my free wealth building roadmap guide for how you can use your business to build wealth and also just that life freedom that we're all striving for. So head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash roadmap and get your roadmap today. All of it is different and we bring that. Right. And that, I was, that was the question that I was going to ask you, right, about what some of the mindset blocks are that people have. But as you were talking about that, you know, well, I, and I go through this now sometimes, too, especially now that it's been almost a year. I'm like, well, gosh, what can I talk about next? Because sometimes you feel like you have to be brand new, create a brand new methodology or something like that. But that's not necessarily true. One, you're right. You're unique, just like everyone else, but you're unique, right? And the way that you say something or speak about something will resonate with the people who are meant to find you. So I think about, I had uh, Traveler Charlie, that's, that's their Instagram handle at Traveler Charlie on the podcast a, a couple weeks ago and or a couple episodes back. And they said that they started investing because they had met, I think it was a Chinese woman maybe who was talking about 401ks. And they're like, it was the same stuff that the white cis man was saying, but they just couldn't hear, like it, it just, the presentation and the package, it just didn't penetrate, you know, the the mind, the walls, the whatever, because automatically we just aren't gravitating towards certain people because whatever we believe about our commonalities or assumptions or things like that. And so this lady who was still talking about investing in 401k is the same stuff that you could find from anybody else, but because it was her, 
because she was who she was, then Charlie was able to receive it. And that got them started on their investing journey. I think also about, you know, Dave Ramsey and how Dave Ramsey has built this huge platform. And then I hear other financial people are like, whatever, Dave Ramsey's not saying anything unique. He's just saying it over and over and over again and talking about God in there somewhere. And it, But the principles, the investing principles, the, the financial literacy principles are the same. And they're the same principles that everybody's talking about. You just find the person that you connect with. So if you're, you're wondering what you need to say or how are you going to be unique, you're already different. You're already unique. You don't have to say something brand new or novel or shocking. Just say it. Just say it how you would say it so that the people who are looking for you can hear it and get the information. So true. So true. I love that so much. And it's exactly the thing that we're hoping to do is really help people from diverse backgrounds really step into their power of being able to share that knowledge and expertise that is unique to them. And it's it's that whole idea, like representation matters, right? Like we need to see ourselves in the people that we are connecting with and learning from and in investing our money in, right? And it's it's so easy for us to get lost in the shuffle and think that we need to, you know, go about our business and keep our head down. And like, we're trained into this idea of like, just do good work and people will find you. But that's not always the case. Like, we got to be willing to put ourselves out there too. Absolutely. And part of that is definitely like a holdover from, I think, from slavery and just from, you know, our marginalized position in the US because from, there's a book called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And I have I have not actually read the book yet, full disclosure, but I have looked at a couple of videos from the author describing what has happened, right? But also we know that you didn't you couldn't stand out. You didn't want to stand out because if you stood out because you were a bad worker, then you'd be in trouble and physically punished, right? Whipped or something like that. If you stood out because you were a good worker, then you would be in trouble because now they might want to sell you and take you away from your family. I think we have developed this psychology of like, let me just put my head down and get the job done. Don't stand out too much, whether it's good or bad, because either way, if it's good or bad, that's a threat to my security and my safety. And that's something that I don't think we probably don't even know, but I guarantee that that is held over from generations of people trying to make it. And at that point in time, it was really good advice. In some situations, that may be decent advice. But if you are really trying to build your business and put your voice and your brand out there, then can't be middle of the road. You got to go for it. Oh, yeah. It's like having to examine all of that and, and dig deeper to understand, you know, what is it the what is it that's actually holding me back from, you know, putting my voice out there and saying something? Where's where's that fear coming from and understanding that there could be generational trauma that we're processing still? is so empowering and so like eye opening, right? Because then you're you have the courage to go beyond like, oh, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid of what people will think, right? Like that's just surface. That's just that's not even that's not even it, right? But when we dig deeper, and we really understand it and work through it, then we come out on the other side of that with so much more conviction to do a good job. Right, exactly. It's like, you just got to get curious and see, well, where does this fear come from? And just keep asking questions like, where does it come from? And where does that come from? And where does that come from? And I always hear from people all the time who are, maybe not all the time, but on multiple occasions, people who are not feeling well, they haven't, you know, and they keep going to the doctor and they don't have a diagnosis. And once you get a diagnosis, that's so helpful because then you know how to address that problem. So if you're feeling like, you know, oh, I'm just scared to do it is like having a problem and not having a diagnosis. But if you can get curious about where this fear comes from, then you can hone down and get a diagnosis, understand it, and then work on that situation or that belief to be able to open up 
the world before you. So true. So true. Yes. There's times that I run into folks that want to start their shows. We get so deep into the planning process. We design the whole thing. We come up with this awesome content and concept, ideas, everything. Like we go through the whole process of planning it all. And then we get to the point of recording when they got to actually push the button and start talking into the mic. And I don't know, something happens and they get cold feet. And all of a sudden it's this hard thing that they don't have time for anymore. And um, it's really those mental hurdles to get over. And sometimes I can, you know, really, you know, help people through it, give them the tools and the advice. But oftentimes it's that personal journey that people have to walk before they feel comfortable pressing record. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that there's a couple of things I'm thinking of, like one beyond the big leap, right? By Gay Hendricks talked about working in your zone of genius and your zone of genius is doing the things that are easy for you and fun for you because then there, it, it doesn't feel like work, right? Most of us are in our zone of excellence where things are moderately easy and we're pretty good at them and we're producing. But I'm thinking about that push beyond your comfort zone or really your familiar zone versus something that is not for you, right? So some people are really good. Like I can turn on a microphone, I can turn on a video and and it words just come out. And I'll hear the recording. I'm like, I said that. It just, it's just something that is so easy for me. You know, I don't know whether it's good or not. It just it just I don't have a lot of fear around that. But I know other folks are terrified of speaking in public or having their voice recorded. And I think it's important to really analyze is this unfamiliar and that's where the discomfort is coming from? Or is this like terrifying and this is not how I can best show up, right? Because you you also don't want to put something out there where you're not at your best, you know, or, or not where it becomes an inaccurate representation of you. Like I'm not going to, I don't know, go do some extreme sports and try and pretend like I'm going to be an influence. I'm terrified of heights. I don't like going that fast and, you know, control is a good thing for me. So I'm never going to try and be some influencer that's like doing all these crazy things. That's not me, but I can turn on a video camera or talk in front of a group of people. And that's like, you know, no problem. So what do you think about pushing past the comfort zone versus, or in addition to looking at what you're actually really good at? Yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one too. It's it's yeah, like I mentioned earlier, like one of my hobbies is like human behavior studies and research, that kind of stuff. And so an area that I'm really fascinated by is um, personality research. And uh, so something I learned in there that was just so helpful once I kind of adopted it and kind of really like used it and in, in thinking about it in the way that I do things in my professional life, like how do you create success is sort of related to this in that it talks about how, you know, we all sort of know that there's elements of our personality that are we can discover these things. So people know many of the assessments out there, like the Myers-Briggs, the Big Five. There's like several of them out there. And they're all like whittled down to the social science research that kind of birthed all of those different assessments. And within that research, there's also something called the free trade theory. And so the idea of that is that all these different elements of our personality there's different facets to them, but that us as human beings, we have the capability to dial them up and dial them down depending on the situation. So it, as fixed as some of these personality traits might feel, as humans, we're complex human beings. And so we, and we probably have experienced this ourselves. Like if you think about areas of your life where maybe you're uncomfortable, but you know that you have to be a certain way to be able to succeed in that space, you're able to navigate it. Like you learn to navigate it, right? And this is not a detriment. This is a this is a great thing. This is a good thing that we can learn to leverage as a tool. And, and this is an example of that, right? Like being on the mic, something that takes a little bit more of the extroversion personality type. And somebody might be a little bit more introverted. 
But if you know the value that it brings, then you can intentionally dial that element up of your personality to be able to succeed in that space, right? And make a choice to do that, right? The same way as an, an extrovert can intentionally dial it down if they want to succeed and navigate a specific environment, right? So yeah, so that's something I tell folks and, you know, other people who are sort of into personality stuff. It's like, don't let that stuff hold you back and don't let it like, don't make, don't think that it's fixed because it's not, we're, we're complex human beings. We can do a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it also kind of sucks to be a beginner again, or at least for me, like I hate being a beginner again, because even though I like learning new stuff, but it's, it's hard for me when I'm bad at something or when I'm bad at something that I think that I should be good at. You know, one of my friends started a YouTube channel a few years ago and, and his friend has built up his channel and, and, you know, does this a lot and he's pretty good at it. And he told my friend, he was like, look, B, just suck at first, like pull out the camera, plug in the microphone, interview some people, you're going to suck. And that's okay. It take a number of repetitions. And by you, you know, by the time you have 10, 15, 20, you're going to be much better than where you were when you started. And so my friend, a guy was like, all right, cool. Like he had, he had no problem knowing that he was not going to be good in the beginning. And it was, it was almost shocking to me in a sense, because I have this, I carry the strong fear of messing up and of doing something that's going to ruin my reputation. And it is really uncomfortable for me to be bad at something that I feel like I should be good at, right? Even though I love the process of learning and acquiring a new skill. And, you know, and there are different ways to build up that competence and that skill level without necessarily putting it in public right away. But also speaking to myself, anyone else who is similar, like it's okay to not be that great when you start. And it's okay to get better over time. We don't have to hit a home run our first at bat on a podcast or whatever it is that we're doing public speaking or whatever, you know, we put ourselves out there. Oh, gosh, so, so true. Like, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why people don't continue on with podcasts, right, is because they they hit a certain point, or they start out and they don't get to the point where they feel like it is good and what like they perceive as like a good show. And then they quit. And it's it's often because they didn't give themselves the time to progress to become the quality that they like, right? Like, so a really famous podcast that's out there, This American Life, Ira Glass, who is the uh, host of that, he has a wonderful quote that sort of talks about this specific te- thing, where it's it's really not just for podcasters either. It's 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 creatives in general. Anyone creating something new is, you know, he, he I'm going to butcher this, but definitely go and Google his whole thing that he talks about this. Um, but he talks about how as creatives, we have really high taste, like we we know what is good. We can tell something that is really on point, that is something that is just like beginner, you know, amateurish, right? And so our desire to create something is driven by that um, high taste quality that we have. Like we know what's good. So we're going to want to create something that's just as amazing and awesome. And then we turn on the mic or we try to make something. And then it's it's not that. Like you said, we got to be cool with just it's sucking at first because it's going to. And because we're so like have such high taste quality, we know that it sucks. <laughs> and that's painful. That's a painful reality to sit in. Yeah. And we got to be able to sit in that discomfort of creating something that is not to the, our standard because it's through that repetition of creation, through that experience of action that we eventually get to our standard. 
but we got to get there. And that's the hard part is working our way through it and getting to that point. Oh, so good. So good. But it's tough for sure. Yeah. I feel like that was affirming for me too. I was just listening to a book on tape between a really short book between last night and this morning. Lots of, see, lots of audio stuff going on in my world, right? So make that podcast and share your voice. But it was talking about, it was from a sales guy and it was talking about, you know, the perspective of instead of trying to set, instead of setting a goal for the numbers of yeses that you want to get, set a goal for the number of no's that you're going to get, right? Because you become almost desensitized to the rejection, but also you learn about why people are saying no and you want to fail quickly and fail often because that's going to point you in the right direction of what's going to work, right? And it's about flipping that perspective because most of us feel like failure and having a failure in a moment in time does not mean you are a failure as a person, right? It means that there is something to tweak and something to do better, but being comfortable with getting that feedback, like, let me try this and mess it up because then I'm going to get closer to figuring out what's right. As opposed to thinking like I often do, let me hit it out of the park the first, let me get it right the first time, which is probably never happens or hardly happens for anybody. And then when you are afraid to mess up, like I sometimes am really afraid to mess up, I don't try or I limit what I'm willing to try because I'm afraid to mess up. But if I switch my perspective, which I am working on doing right now, to think about how can I how can I figure out faster what doesn't work so I can get to what does work, right? And that that failure, but with the lens of it's an opportunity to learn and to grow. And it just makes not getting it right the first time so much easier, right? I am I'm inviting that feedback instead of being afraid of that feedback. So thinking about if you're, you know, listening and, and are, are afraid that maybe, maybe my voice sounds funny or what am I going to talk about? Or maybe I'm not going to be as good as some of these other folks. Like you're probably not if you're just starting out, right? And you're not going to be as competent in whatever other area you have mastered because you don't have the same amount of time. It's something new. But what about looking at this journey, this experience as an opportunity to get feedback, to figure out what doesn't work first so you can figure out what does work next? Yep. Yep. I, I love to tell people that it's, it, you know, this this creation process, this making a podcast is very much a creative process. And the creative process in general is one of discovery and experimentation, right? Like you have to try different things. And through that trying and experimenting, there's something magical that starts to happen is that you start to develop your own style, your own voice, your own curiosity about what it is that you're talking about that's unique and different, but that only happens through the creation, right? Like you have to experiment with the words, you have to experiment with the format, with the, you know, questions that you ask. And, you know, with a podcast, you know, some people may even want to experiment with like doing narratives, right? There's, there's business book out business books out there that are written as parables, right? Like, why can't the podcast business podcast be done the same way? Like, there's so many different things that you can try. And uh, it's, it's all through that creative discovery and creative experimentation that you have to give yourself space to do, right? It doesn't just magically happen and there's no recipe. Like we said before, there's no rules. <laughs> there's no set way that you can do things. And that's how that's how these big creative shows happen. The ones that really do get the thousands and of downloads, it's because they're creative in the way that they approach things. And if if you just follow the cookie cutter format that everybody else does, you know, it's just going to be boring and <laughs> not interesting. Like, who's going to want to listen to the same thing ever that's already out there? Like, what can you bring that's unique? And you got to give yourself the space to discover what that is. 
Yeah, for sure. And the most important thing is that you have fun doing it, right? Because, you know, my my friend told me I had posted this probably a year ago when I was still fighting with social media. Like, I'm not a big fan of <laughs> posting stuff. And she was like, were you upset when you made this video? I was like, yeah, I didn't want to do it. She's like, yeah, we could tell. I'm like, oh, okay, 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 right? So thinking about like being in that creation mode when you're feeling like it, you know, and when you're excited about what it is that you're doing and giving yourself that space and grace just to just to put it out there and to see what happens with some direction, but without the criticism that so often occurs or happens in the minds of us high achieving folks. Like we've got goals, we're trying to hit them. And oftentimes we're not giving ourselves the space and grace to try something new and see what happens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's what this is. This is for us. This is you create it for yourself first. And then you're going to be able to make something that's going to be valuable for other people, right? Like you, people can totally tell if you're not into it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Noelia, this has been awesome. I have totally enjoyed our impromptu off the cuff conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Now, if we have convinced people to start a podcast or to look into creating a podcast, what is the best way that they can get in contact with you? Yeah. So go check out our website. I, I hope this uh, definitely inspired you to consider using the audio format and what you're doing. It's audiostorytellers.com and you can read more about our services there. You can book a call with me and we can chit chat about your ideas. Um, love to just hear and know more about you. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, until the next episode, take care. Hey, family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast. And I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me. And that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.